Hello everyone, welcome back to The Crown IRL, showing you the crown working in real life through the women who wear them. My name is Shelby Lentz and I am your current Miss Southwest Michigan. Our next guest for episode 8 is Peyton Nidrogo, Miss City of Sunshine. She is a sophomore at Oregon Institute of Technology and getting a degree in biology health science. This was her first year competing in any sort of pageant. She was lucky enough to win and compete at state. Her platform is Donate Life, where she informs others on donating organs and how it can help others. Without further ado, this is Peyton I. Drogo, Miss City of Sunshine from Oregon. Hello, Peyton. Hi. Oh my goodness, you look so beautiful. Thank you. What are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing like a dress and it's just like right before my knees, but it has like these really big sleeves. Oh my gosh. Okay. It looks very fall on camera. Yes. Oh, I'm living for it. (laughs) What's the temperature like in Oregon? Um, well, it's says it's like 70 degrees, but it's really windy right now. So it's, it feels a little colder, but it's getting to fall weather. So I'm excited. (laughs) I love it. You're like making me want to pull out all my fall clothes. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for being on here, Peyton. Why don't we just get started? You can introduce yourself, give your name, title, and your um, state. Okay, perfect. So my name is Peyton Idrogo. I live in Klamath Falls, Oregon, and I am Miss City of Sunshine. I guess I can move my hair a little bit. <laughs> I'm. A, you've actually figured out how to make your whole sash like seen. I can't. <laughs> I can't I, get that to work. I have like a little pin so it doesn't move, and uh, that's like the secret. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna have to take notes. <laughs> well, I know that you told me when you were sending over your information that this was your first time competing. Yes. <laughs> and how has uh, that year been? Um, it's been really amazing. We've gotten to do so much with the community, especially coming out of COVID. There's a lot of events because people want to start doing stuff again. So I've luckily, my directors and myself have been in contact with people just seeing if like, Hey, can we even just show up and be present? And yeah, it was my first year. So that was really exciting to be able to win the title on my first year. But also it's like, this is something I really like now and I want to work harder in the upcoming years. Oh my gosh. How old are you? I'm only 19. I'll be 20 in November. <laughs> oh my goodness. You have so, so long now because it's till yes. 26 now. So yes, so much time to just soak it all in. <laughs> and I keep telling every single girl that comes on here because I'm one of the grannies in this organization, but you're going to grow so much and it's such an incredible, like mm-hmm. exciting process. So I'm excited for you. Thank you. What initially drew you into competing in Miss America? Um, Well, actually, I cheered with a girl who had won a local teen title Mm -hmm. in high school. And she was always really close. And I just remember her coming to practices being like, this is my last year as a teen. I really want to win. And luckily, she did. And then after that, while she was recruiting girls, she just kind of was like, hey, would you like to do this? And I was like, I already am kind of comfortable in front of people. Like I'll give it a go. And so it was really her that like planted the seed. And then I was like, I'll do it for you. And I'll do it just to put myself out there. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that like it was changing into like the hundredth year and Mm -hmm. Camille Schreier winning when it was like Miss America 2.0, that like new, new set of rules and new um, participation aspects 
really were like, this would be like, like I would be comfortable doing this. Like this seems like a really good thing. And the fact that they were pushing, at least to me, it seems like they pushed education a lot and I knew I wanted to go to college. So that was also another really big thing that I looked into. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What has been the most surprising thing for you, um, competing in Miss America in this first year? Um, honestly, the sisterhood, Mm -hmm. I once like once people found out that I was even running in my local, I had like other local title holders that had already won their locals just follow me. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see you. And then once I got my local title, once I won it, um, everyone was just following me on Instagram and I was following them back and like just really making connections. And then you started following me. And then I met somebody in Texas off of TikTok. Oh my And so it's like, there's really this sisterhood and you can see it with every single person who's competed or has competed or is competing in the Miss America program. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. Everyone says it, but it's because it's so true. The sisterhood is real. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been really nice to do these episodes because after I get done, I'm still communicating with every single girl yeah. and just keeping up with them, asking them when their next competition is. And it's, it's so nice because it makes you feel like, you know, no matter where you go, mm-hmm. you have someone in your corner, even if you're not in the same state, which is the beauty mm-hmm. of social media. Yes. <laughs> what about, um, your talent? What did you perform at your local and at state? So my talents kind of like not really one that was pushed so much, but I did a hip hop dance. Um, I cheered since I was in the fourth grade all through my, all throughout my senior year to high school. And so doing routines in front of people, like I wasn't afraid to do that. And I was like, I've been doing this in cheer. Maybe I can just make it more hip hop and do it on stage. Mm -hmm. And then I had people coming up to me afterwards being like, you were really entertaining. Like I loved watching you and you just like lit up the stage. And I was like, Thank you. Cause I was really nervous considering the fact that nobody does a hip hop dance. Yeah. But that that's the thing is making yourself unique in different ways yes. and taking risks. Um, there was a period of time where I played the guitar because I'm a, like a singer songwriter. And so, um, I don't do it anymore, but I did it. And I, when I initially did it, I had those same thoughts. I said, well, I've never seen anyone play the guitar. Is that okay? And then I thought, well, duh, that's the whole reason you'd want to do it yeah. is because you want to be different and unique. And I love that you were able to pull cheerleading. I was a cheerleader for many years <laughs> as well and say, I love this. I'm good at it. This is something that I would just totally kill on stage. So yes. that's awesome. Uh, what about your social impact initiative? What is that? And how have you been able to work it within your first year of service? Yeah. My social impact initiative is donate life. It's reaching out to people and informing them the pros and kind of debunking the myths about organ donation. Mm. Um, I only have one kidney myself. So it was something I wanted to know more information about, but then I thought I want to know more more information about it. Why can't I tell other people more information about it? So that really drove home. Like I'm passionate about it. This is something I will learn want to learn more about and I want to let others I want to help others learn more too and so through that I've been able to actually do the training so that now that school's starting back up I can go into high schools and like anatomy classes and biology classes and talk to people who are getting their license Mm -hmm. or who have not yet signed up to register or have not registered yet to come one and talk to them about being an organ donor organ donor 
Oh, that's amazing. I love that you're going into schools, that that's your next step. Just mm-hmm. because I think that that's such um, a foundational place to go in and talk about your social impact initiative. It's if it's applicable, um, just yes. because they're all, a lot of them are, you know, young and open-minded, especially depending mm-hmm. on what grade you're in. But if you're with the older students who are about to go into college and making those types of decisions, that can be really impactful too, to share your story. Um, was it hard with COVID? I mean, your first year you're trying to work a yeah. social impact initiative, which I'm assuming <laughs> you'd want to go into hospitals and things like that as well. Yes. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I became a volunteer like before our local last or in April. So it was in the middle of the school year, middle of COVID and half the schools weren't even in session. Uh, but I got to sit in on a couple of zoom calls actually that were put on by the schools that they asked donate life Northwest to just come on the zoom call and tell our kids about it. So I got to sit in on those and I got to see how like kids, it was, I think middle schoolers was one class I sat in and how they were, asking questions they wanted to know more about it because they hadn't reached that age where it was like something they should think about yet yeah oh it's been really nice to see though how everyone's been able to take COVID and still try and adapt to it I've, yes I know every single girl who's been on here so far has said yes obviously I want to be in person however here are some benefits to it being virtual and at least with it being virtual you can have potentially more people joining you mm-hmm. but it's still never the same as that in person no it's never it never is <laughs> no well as far as um, Miss America, I, I love that our crown has purpose. We, you know, we have the yes. four points of the crown, style, success, scholarship, service. What one, I know it's hard to say one, and people <laughs> always jokingly say that the fifth invisible point is sisterhood, but what has been your favorite point of the crown? Uh, my favorite point is style. <laughs> um, not so much just like what I wear though, style, but like how I present myself and I don't ever try and like hide anything. I try and be as, as, as authentic as possible. So I have tattoos that show and I never try to hide those during uh, competition, local or at state. And I feel like style represents how you show yourself to the public, present yourself. So that's probably my favorite. I have never thought of it that way, but I'm so glad <laughs> I asked you now because yeah, it almost reflects your personality and mm-hmm. how you um, project yourself and how you want other people to perceive you. And I am really happy that you have tattoos and you haven't been covering them <laughs> up because I did not have tattoos the first couple of years I competed, but I, I have tattoos. I have a couple you can't see. Um, and I've been asked by some people who are newer, like, Hey, do you mm-hmm. cover those up? How do they feel about it? And I really think that there was this time where, um, people did feel the need to cover them up, but it shouldn't be that way. And I'm happy it's not anymore because it is a part of you. And whenever mm-hmm. I talk about tattoos, I could literally show someone every single tattoo and say, here's the story behind this. Like, here's the purpose behind this. And I know when I'm 90 years old, I'm not going to regret any of them. I'll tell my grandkids yeah. and my great grandkids. <laughs> yes. Hey, here's what these are. Yeah. And I actually like at a past event that we just kind of did a couple of weeks ago, I actually had somebody come up to me and they saw like the hundred years of Miss America on the sash. And they're like, oh my gosh, like a hundred years. And I'm like, yeah, we've been super lucky to be part of the hundred class. And I was wearing a skirt. So you could see the one that I have like on my hip and my thigh. Mm-hmm. And he, the person I was talking to said, oh, you can tell how much like the world has changed and how much everything has changed since that first competition 
just by looking at you. And I was kind of confused. And he's like, because you have a tattoo that's showing. And I was like, yeah, that's something I never try and hide. And I want to show other girls that you can have dyed hair, you can have tattoos and you can still do this experience and have this experience. Oh, that's amazing. And (laughs) I, I totally agree with what you're saying, just because we want to be authentic in what we do. Mm -hmm. And I, I do love that with, you know, the evolution of Miss America and just women as a whole, we have that ability more now, more so than ever. Um, because there was a time where if you had tattoos, you'd be questioned up upon Mm -hmm. hire, or you'd have to cover them up in competitions. And I just, I love that that is something that has evolved. Yes, there are still things that, you know, would be great if they could also evolve with the times. Yeah. At least we've made a lot of progress. And it's great that when you were at that moment in, in this appearance, that this stranger acknowledged that just by what you had said in those few seconds. Like, I just think that that's so cool. Yeah. It came as a shock, but I was really happy to point out that, yeah, Miss America has even changed and evolved with the world. Yeah. So, Speaking of appearances, just going off of yes. that, what does a day in the life of Peyton doing an appearance <laughs> and being a title holder look like? Okay. So I probably, depending on what time the appearance is, I usually do nothing in the morning. I get ready. Girl, sip that then, coffee. <laughs> yes. Coffee or an energy drink. And then I just get ready and then I go. But at the appearance, I always bring a Polaroid camera. And I like to take pictures with my sister title holder, title mm-hmm. holders. So there's me, another miss, and then our two teens here in Klamath. Mm-hmm. So there's always somebody with you. And I have so many Polaroid pictures. And that's like what the one thing I have to do at, in the day at appearance. And then uh, going on with the rest of my day, we do the appearance. And then we all just take pictures afterwards because we don't want to like, stop in the middle of the appearance to take pictures so we always try and do it at the end but then just like sitting there in your car and like taking off your crown you just like slowly take out all all of them because you don't want it to end you want to you want to be this person for other people and represent your community forever but it's like at one point you have to take the crown off (laughs) and then I just usually go home and get ready for bed I don't do much as in the day because that appearance is like my one priority for the day, for the whole day. Yeah. Yes. Have you been responsible with your either just general appearances or appearances that correlate with your social impact? Have you been uh, coordinating those yourself, mm-hmm. like picking up the phone or sending emails? Yeah. So, um, we have some that are like pre-planned already. Our board director, we do it every year, but I really, since COVID has kind of come to a close and more people are out doing more stuff, I have been getting, like emailing people. We recently had a cruise and I emailed them. I was like, we want to help. Is there anything we can do? And they're like, Oh, we can, we don't really have anything, but we can have you guys sell 50, 50 raffle tickets. I'm like, sure, we'll do it. We want to go out there. We want to be present in the community. And so I've done a lot of that. And then also with my social impact initiative, I have gone and talked to um, one of the directors at donate life Northwest. And I've set up in like, meetings with her and things I want to do. And so, yeah, it's a lot of both our board scheduling stuff, but then us girls also reaching out in the community. 
Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <sighs> and it's just going to continue to hopefully get better as these mm-hmm. COVID restrictions again, knock on wood, hopefully continue to yes. loosen. Um, but what has been, have you had like one specific appearance or moment that stands out to you? Um, yes. So kind of after an appearance, we went to our local fair and we were getting ready to leave. Me and one and my other miss were walking out and I still had my crown and sash on because I didn't have like my crown box with me. I was waiting until I get to my car. And as we're walking out of the fairgrounds, we get stopped by like this mom and she has a stroller with her baby. And then she has like a little girl couldn't be older than five. And the mom was like, oh my gosh, can we get a picture with you guys? And I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Like, of course. And we're just talking to this mom. I'm like, oh, you like, you know that we have a princess program. And she's like, do you really? And I was like, yes. And the good thing about it is that you don't compete. It's all, they just are there with their miss or their teen and it's a mentorship program. And she's like, can I get that information? And so I directed her to our Facebook page because that's where we put out all of our information. And one thing that really stuck with me through that was like at the very end, uh, she was just talking about, yeah, I want my daughter to do everything in life, everything that she wants to do. And she goes and she talks to her daughter. She's like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And the little girl goes, everything. And in that moment, I was like, this, this is why I'm wearing this sash. This is why I'm wearing this crown because it's these interactions with these girls and even boys, sometimes they get all excited too. Mm -hmm. It's seeing them and knowing that they can do stuff like this in the future when they get older. I love that. Yeah. The mom is instilling that in her because yes, uh, my mom was very much the same way. I mean, when I got older, she would tell me if I had um, a hobby that I like wasn't necessarily good at. Um, yeah. say, you know, Hey, you might not be able to do this long-term or competitively, but I'll support you no matter what it is. But growing up, my mom never told me I couldn't do anything. So it was, Oh, you want to do music? Sure. You can do it. I'll support it. Or when I was really little before I ever had any like inkling for music at all. Um, my mom and then her mom, my grandma would always be like, Oh, well you have to have table manners, no elbows on the table because you're going to be the first female president. Again, I do not want that job, but (laughs) it was just instilled in my brain when I was very young that my mom and my grandma believed I could do anything. So then I believed I could do anything and you're exactly right. That's what we do as title holders is we go out and we give these women and these boys as well. These, um, moments where they get to reflect and say, that could be me someday. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, I was one of them and I don't think I would be here still if I didn't have those interactions when I was so young and just seeing all the amazing things that these women in this program do. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Even now being in the program, seeing other title holders and state title holders and Miss America herself, like do these things. You're like, she can do that. Yeah. I can do that too. And it's just, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. The thing I, well, the thing, one of the many things I love about Miss America is we are definitely a demographic of women who are compassionate. We're go-getters. We are philanthropic, but we just, we have so much heart and passion for what we do. And I really think that that shines through being a title holder, through our social impact initiatives. And Mm -hmm. I'm just really grateful that we have a platform like Miss America for women to go out and do these things. And even if it's just getting in that interview room, which is terrifying to like 99.9% of people or getting on the stage, because again, 
even if you don't win, you're going to walk away with so many different things to put in your toolbox that you're going to be able to use throughout your life, even like well beyond your pageant days. But I mean, 99.9% of people, even if it's not even just competing in like pageants or things like that, they don't want to get on a stage. They don't want to do public Mm -hmm. speaking. They don't want to do an interview where they could ask you about really deep personal questions and or political questions. So we are already doing it. So no matter what the outcome is, you're already way ahead of where you would be if you didn't even just get up and try. Yes. And we were going to have the pageant before COVID, like right before. And I remember going into my first practice. I was like, okay, like this is something you knew. And there's a couple girls who ended up competing this year with me, even after COVID. And you could just see that transition in them, like the teens from that first practice. Yes. Well, me not knowing anything, but them also like kind of being shy and then going on that stage finally after year after a year and a half. And you're like, she has done amazing. She has bloomed in like so in so little time. And that's truly what somebody talks about. They're like, you're going to learn so much. And you really do. And you become more confident and you become more open. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that with a lot of girls, too. There's a little girl that I I shouldn't say little. I think she's a junior in high school now. But when I first saw her competing, she was. 12 going on 13 and, um, she wasn't winning. She would place, but she was just so, she was so full of spirit and charisma. And I remember, you know, she kind of get down on herself and I kept saying, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, you have so much to offer. It's just about your timing, keep going. And then I remember when she got crowned her first time as a teen title, and now she's on title number three and to see how much she has blossomed and matured and, um, you know, just grown into her own skin. Uh, it's been so cool to watch. So I know exactly what you're talking about yes. because now I get to watch the younger ones go through what I went through and it's really cool. It is. <laughs> So I have to ask before I ask you one final question, where exactly is uh, Miss City of Sunshine? (laughs) Okay, so it's in Klamath Falls, which, Uh yeah, there's Klamath Falls. Not really many people know about it. Um, So like here's the California border Mm -hmm. and Sacramento is like five hours from us. Okay, And we're right. We're probably like 30 miles or less from the California border. So we're like right above it. And then do you know like Bend, Oregon or Medford, Oregon? No. Maybe. Um, okay. <laughs> We're probably like five hours south of Eugene, four or five hours south of Eugene. So it's like very close to the California border. <laughs> okay. When you said Sacramento and California border, I was able to kind of put two and two together. But maybe yeah. someone else who's listening will say, Girl, I've been there. I know what you're talking about. But when yeah. I reached out to you, I saw your title and I went, That is a really cool title. I just love it. Yeah. I had to so, ask you. <laughs> yeah, Klamath actually gets the most sunshine out of all year out of all the towns or cities in Oregon. That's why we're the city of sunshine. So I would be living there. <laughs> like <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah even that. when there's like snow piles on the ground, it's still, still sun so- is shining. Snow is melting. And yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. My, so I have this title, but I have my title I held for the two years during COVID that I have to mm-hmm. give up uh, in a couple weeks. And that title is called Miss Sunrise Side. And so that was one that I I thought was super cool as well, just because anything that has sun in it, I'm very drawn yes. to. Yes. <laughs> as the girl who lives in the Midwest and I have to put up with the snow, but I digress. <laughs> um, so with this 
with you being in Miss America for a year, I can tell that you are so passionate about what you're doing in this organization. What would you say to someone like your friend did to you? Like what, what would be the one thing you would say to someone who is interested in competing? One thing I would say is just do it. You are going to get so much experience, interview experience on stage speaking experience and community, like working with your community experience that it'll be worth it when you go on. Plus my local title, we're lucky enough that every miss that walks across that stage gets a scholarship. So I tell everybody, are you going to college? Can you maybe dance or can you sing? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, then you should do it. Like it's, you're going to get such a confidence boost, but you're also going to be getting money to pursue your dreams. Yeah. And it, it speaks volumes when it comes from us because we're mm-hmm. the ones in the thick of it. We're the ones who are doing it. So when we go to someone and tell them, yes, I know, you know, that I compete and you see my crown and sash, but mm-hmm. here's what I've learned. Here's what I've earned financially and for my scholarships. Here's how I've been able to apply it to my real life and to my career and to my scholastic ambitions. And that's mm-hmm. where you start to draw people in because they go, oh, here's how it could apply to me. And I'm just so happy that I am trying to think of how many of you I've interviewed so far because I haven't actually uploaded all the interviews yet. But <laughs> out of all of the interviews so far, only one of them is a veteran. The rest of you are all new. And that, really? that makes me so happy because <laughs> it shows me that our organization is growing and we are getting women who aren't inside our normal bubble, but that's what we need to evolve and grow. We yeah. need more women coming in who are new and to have fresh ideas and spirits. And so yep. I'm so excited <laughs> that you are in Miss America, that you're competing for Miss Oregon. Are you going to be competing again anytime soon for another local? Um, so we just had our state in June. So yep. that happened. Uh, other locals are starting in November, but our local, I won't give up my title until April. Wow. And okay. we're one of the last in the state to have our local, but I can go on to opens mm-hmm. and that always, I'm kind of interested in doing that. But then also I kind of want to try other systems too, because it's amazing that like the sisterhood that spans over the different systems as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you've got so much time to figure it out and dip your toes in yes. things, but I just know whatever you do, you're going to shine. And I'm so excited to watch you, watch you do it, watch you do the dang thing. Thank you so much. Phaeton, <laughs> oh, you've been amazing. Thank you so Thank much you. for taking your time. And uh, of course, I hope you enjoy Miss City of Sunshine <laughs> while you have it. The Well, you have it till April. So you've got a, yes. you've got what am I talking about? You've got a long time, but just enjoy every moment and uh, just know that this is, this is only the beginning. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the crown IRL. Follow us on socials at the crown IRL and be sure to tag us in your stories. You can follow me at Shelby underscore Lentz or at Miss Southwest Michigan. See you in the next one.